What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Third Intermission Podcast. This is your boy, Dave. We've got the squad in the building here, uh, repping the squad cast. Of course, um, Avery's not joining us today, but I got Darren, Jordan, and Reese in the cut. What y'all doing, boys? Or more like, how y'all doing? This kind of awkward. Avery, Avery's doing his 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 superhero thing right now. So, well, big mind. Yeah, man. Big, 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 yeah, man. Things, big man. up to Avery. Big to, yeah, you know, man. big things yeah. are going for him. But, uh, for no, I'm good, man. We just here. Summertime, summertime vibes. I'm full, full <laughs> fully vaccinated. So, back it up. You're back it up. Man's are on road. Man's are on road and things. So, you know what? Yeah, you need, man. Yo, you stupid. Yo. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Keep wearing your mask, man. But yeah, we out here. Back it up. About to enjoy the summer. Yo, on Yo, road. Is it real talks? Mm-hmm. Real talks. I finally got my first shot. And yo, it feels nice, man. That 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 first jab in the left arm kind of stings a little bit, but like, these are, <laughs> man's are feeling nice right now. Let's go. Although the region's kind of fucked still. Like man's As can't get outside should. for a. Yo, the region's fucked though still because like man's can't go. Man's can't fully go outside until like mid July. But anyways, uh, we here for one reason. Oh, good. We're gonna get there, man. Slowly but surely. Yo. All of Ontario get, get, catching nice fades and like yo, man's are out here still looking like a homeless youth guy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yo, Reese, what's good in your uh, your neck of the woods still? Man, it's good. I'm me. having a good time, you know. It's cancer season is among us. <laughs> I know I can I can hear you. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yo, we hear you loud and clear, man. Oh my yeah. David's on a delay, that's why. Okay, 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 okay. I'll try oh to be mindful of that. But, yeah, no, life is good, man. It's summertime. Uh, it's raining today, but outside of that, it's been good weather, good vibes. You know, we've been open a little more than y'all, but y'all starting to get it together, so that's good, and hope y'all get to enjoy the summer. True. Boom. All right. So, uh, we're here today because, of course, we're finally down to two teams in this league, and it's... It's time to run up in Big Stanley C's house. Of course, um, Toronto won't be making a visit to Big Stanley C's house, but uh, our French cousins to the east is about to is about to like run up in the crib for a hot minute. And of course, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This man said cousins. First cousins, they ain't no cousins? kin of mine. They ain't no kin of mine. No family. No family. All right, 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 all right. Yo, chill, 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 chill. My all grandmother right, don't right. know them, you know, dog. My <laughs> don't know them. Yo, my cousins man... are in Clarendon, Jamaica, fam. I ain't got oh no cousins in Montreal. St. Oh Mary, <laughs> Brooklyn, Bronx. No family, I'm no cousin. No family in Montreal. No son. Come on. All right, all right. All right, let me rephrase that. The man that, yo, the fucking youth them, Pana Quebec in, in fucking Montreal. They're touching. They're touching Big Stanley's house. Uh, of course, uh, Tampa Bay still in Big Stanley's house right now. Uh, they're trying to get an extended stay for for another year. Um, of course, we're here. We're here getting ready for the Cup final. Obviously, there should be another blue and white team in the Cup final, but then that's that's another story. Um, 
I got a question for y'all. Like, what's it like been watching this uh, watching this playoff run, even though um, we had our heart shattered uh, like a month ago? Um, listen, I've been when the Leafs lost, I kind of took a break from from hockey because mm-hmm. I was just I was too sick. I couldn't watch it, and then you know, my employer, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, also got eliminated in the first round. So you know, it was a little bit of a double whammy. So I took I took a bit of a break, but then I started watching it again, and I was really impressed with uh, with you know just the quality of hockey. Uh, really mm-hmm. surprised by how well the Islanders were able to play, and uh, you know they made their run. Shout out to them, as well as uh, you know Vegas. Uh, played really well up until until you know they got eliminated by by Montreal. Yeah. Overall, these playoffs have been entertaining. You know, with the, with everything that happened with the pandemic and the season and the, the division realignments and all these things, I think the NHL should be proud of themselves with with the quality of hockey over the course of these playoffs. And now that we're down to two teams, it's going to be either a repeat of last year or you know first time since 1993. So. We'll see. I'm excited for it, even though I don't want Montreal to win. I don't think any of us do at this point. <laughs> Au contraire, we have one person among us, Reese, right. <laughs> who feels differently. So speak your mind, young blood, and also happy belated birthday. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> my, my feelings on Montreal, it's the, the Cinderella story right now of the sport, and that's what makes – you know the nhl playoffs so special even with all the bullshit you know associated with how the game is managed and refereed and that's been a a topic of conversation over the last couple weeks that they're impacting the game by their inaction the referees but uh you know all of that aside montreal is just they haven't given a fuck about what everyone else is doing they don't care about this team is going to destroy in the second round don't worry Conference finals, you got Vegas. Don't worry, Vegas will send them. They they don't listen to any of the the, the the chatter. You know, they don't worry about the projections. They don't worry about your brackets. They worry about just playing the game as hard as possible, making it tough on you, having the best goaltender in the world. And some of these young cats, Suzuki, uh, Cole Caulfield, just getting it done. I mean, as a Leafs fan who I look at every team in the league on paper and I'm thinking, I don't think anyone can mess with the Leafs. And for – what was it 54 56 games this year it seemed that it was our year and montreal doesn't give a shit about that and they've treated every team that they've seen up until this point like that and you know it's respectable and it makes our franchise have to kind of look in the mirror and say yeah you can have a 10 million dollar top per person top six but uh you know you can score 50 you can win the rocket you can do all of these things but you know can you win the next game? Can you make the big save? Can you score the big goal? And Montreal's just done it. So, you know, hats off. I don't want them to actively win, but, you know, it's – I love a Cinderella story, and I love how it'd be a slap to the face for our organization to kind of look in the mirror this offseason. So. I can understand that. I can sympathize with that. And before <laughs> Dave jumps in or anybody else jumps in, I just want to say, like, I made a comparison to – um what the canadians are doing to the 07 giants now yeah. it's kind of fitting because if i'm not mistaken the do the patriots the patriots didn't win in 06 no that no. was the they won in 04 
Yeah, I think what was yeah that was it a uh... the Colts won in forty one. Yeah, the Colts won Super Bowl forty one. Payton won, and then 07 was the eighteen and zero year. So not to say that Tampa Bay Lightning are like the 07 Patriots, but at the same time they're the defending champions, about the Stanley Cup Finals. So they're basically like they're like the 03. It's like the 03 04 Patriots, and then like you know, and then the Montreal Canadiens could be like the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles in 04. But I don't need to rehash those memories. But I made the comparison to them as like the 07 Giants because of the fact that the Giants were a sixth seed and they just like bullied their way through defense. And obviously, Eli played great. And like, you know, you had your reliable people. His biggest uh, offensive threat was uh, Plasco Burris. Um, and then what Kevin Boss was his tight end, and then he had like little known wide receivers. So a lot of people don't know anything about you know Montreal because they were the lowest overall seed in the playoffs. When I read that stat, I was like, pardon, pardon me. <laughs> but then just looking not- at like you know their core unit, they're playing like they have nothing to lose you know what i'm saying so that's mm-hmm. like the that's really the biggest thing that um that they have going for them and they've used all of that momentum to you know get to where they're at now like going a hard seven with the leaves and sweeping winnipeg which is crazy and going toe-to-toe with vegas who is a stanley cup organization that's winning organization in their you know short uh, history uh and it's just like that that's that's a pretty that's a pretty proven um run that they're on right now so where in a sports sense it is a great story just because overall when you look at the storyline of it all from amir being from toronto by birthright and just like Fuck them niggas over there literally <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> them. Oh, that's but, exactly what it is but like I under I understand it, and people have been getting on my case. Like you're gonna cheer for a team from Florida. Da, da, da. I'm just like, yeah. Why am I? I'm I'm sorry. Did the Montreal Canadiens all of a sudden become the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Blue Jays? Right. Like, nah. what, what's going on? They're not the only Canadian team in the country. They're the only one that's just in the Stanley Cup final. And from a nationalism standpoint, just like yeah, it'd be nice. I'm just like, who the hell? Why does that matter? There are Canadian players that win on American teams all the time. Having a Canadian team on the squad led by a primary core that isn't even Canadian? Like bro, what, bro, what are you talking about? Here, bro, bro? I, 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 I am Jamaican and Torontonian, bro. I can't I can't fucking <laughs> for, for no one yeah, so like, But I will say this though. I will sorry to cut you off, Jordan, but I will say this no though. Problem. Uh I feel good for Carey Price. Carey Price has been has been with the Canadians for as long as he has and been the best goalie in the world and best uh you know for Team Canada and has all the accolades except for the Stanley Cup final. So that is the only thing that I will give Montreal Yes. Like any right. hope for for them or credit for or anything that they do win it, it'll be strictly for Carey Price because he's an amazing goalie. He is the sole reason why they're in the finals in the first place is the sole yeah. reason why this franchise has been relevant over the last uh, 10 years or so. So shout out to him. But other than that, 
Nah, fam, it's not a Montreal thing, fam. Can't, yo, fam. trust me, trust. It's not me. a Montreal thing, fam. Yo, speaking of which, on that topic, um, a lot of mans out there were saying that the North Division was like the weakest division out there. Does this playoff run kind of prove prove all these other haters wrong and just tell them the nice their beak one time? Man, from experience, and obviously I'm just going to bring it from a football sense as well, just because, like, you know, people say that about the NFC East every single year. It's just like, oh, the Giants suck, and the Eagles suck, and Washington suck, and the Cowboys suck. I'm just like, well, it's also the only division in the NFL that has every team that has won a Super Bowl. So, Niger- <laughs> um, the, North, the North Division, people just like – People thought that the Canadian teams were just, like, pretty shit. And really, you have to you have to play who's in front of you. And cool. you throw your best teams out there and they lose. What does that tell y'all? It's just, like, there are no guarantees in anything. And, yeah, it everything is about timing preparation and momentum you you catch you catch a you you flip a switch at a particular time and you just run with that it's just like okay here this is where we're at look at the okay the giants again bringing it back to 07 because i see the similarities the giants started off in 07 they were 0 and 2 now historically teams who start nfl teams who start off 0 and 2 they don't really get to the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? And the Giants were bad that year. But towards the back end of the season, they got hot. You know, they 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 won some games in order to, like, you know, put themselves in a position to uh, be a wild card team. And then what happens in the postseason? I know that it's, it's different because the NFL is one and done, single elimination games, and then in the NHL, MLB, uh, NBA, those are, you know, extended series. But it's all about momentum. It's all about, like, you know, the hottest team. Everyone always says, like, you fear who's the hottest team going into the postseason because they're riding off that momentum. That's what everybody was saying about the Orlando Magic in 2019 when they're going up against the Raptors because they had the third best record in the East after All-Star breaks. We're just like, yeah, they're really hot. They have, like, you know, the younger players. They have a good core nucleus. They have a solid coach to Steve Clifford. Da, 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 da. What happened? They won game one. Everyone's like, oh, my God, here's what's going to happen again. Then they got dashed in, in four straight games. But the the point is just, like, when you have momentum carried into uh, the postseason, the regular season doesn't really have any merit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The regular season doesn't really – it doesn't tell the full story of what the team is anyways because you can have very good teams to do a lot of good things in the regular season and then they flame out in the postseason when it matters. We have firsthand experience as Raptors fans and experiencing that time and time again. And it's just like, listen, you need your core unit or you need a particular star player to step up when it matters most to get you to the places where you want to be to – achieve the goals in which you set out for yourselves and for your organization so with that being said montreal obviously found something within their core nucleus and carrie price is going back to his olympic days and be like no actually you're not going to stop me i'm going to block everything that you send towards me and make it absolutely hellish for you to advance and montreal has capitalized because they have had a strong offensive game 
to complement the defense of Carey Price. And that's what you need. You need a solid goaltender who's going to take you places. And they are gone to the place in which a lot of teams and organizations want to go, including the one that we support. So <laughs> you know, I can hate on the city all I want. I can hate on the team all I want, but I have to respect the grind that they took to get there. So there's that. But fuck them niggas over there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think we all agree with that sentiment there. Of course, there's a lot of uh, Lee fans out there who feel like, you know what, um, Montreal shouldn't have even been there in the first place. And of course, we all still, uh, all of us here do feel the same way. Um, me personally, I kind of feel a little cheated by by this organization after what had happened but like you know what you have to give you have to give respect where respect is due and honestly montreal montreal being the lowest seed that they are have knocked out teams with higher expectations look for example uh, for example look at what happened with winnipeg winnipeg felt that they were going to get an easy an easy way through after knocking out edmonton edmonton was one of the highest scoring teams in the in in, in canada like this season alone Look what ended up happening. Winnipeg swept them in four straight. They shut down Connor McDavid. They shut down Leon Dreisaitl. They shut down like a great Oilers offense. And then look what ended up happening. Look what ended up happening to them. They end up getting swept by Montreal. Montreal sweeps. Um, Montreal just effectively destroyed any any like any hope of like say Stasny or or Lowry or say Shifley literally doing anything. Obviously that Shifley hit was some bullshit, but it I guess. I guess when when he kind of just uh, took out Evans, it was kind of like you know what, it, it's the ends kind of justify the means, and it's like well, you basically fucked yourself over in the long run. That said, like Montreal was just shutting down stars left, right, and center. Look what they look what they did to Matthews and Marner. Uh, Matthews had one goal throughout that entire series, and that was just plain ugly. Um, they effectively locked down like uh, Winnipeg stars as well, and then look what happened to Vegas. They locked down. Stone, they locked down Pacioretty. Um, of course, Chris Lee wasn't even playing, but like, you know what? Like, Montreal had just basically taken the life out of like three of three of some of the strongest teams in the NHL. Of course, the Leafs can you say the Leafs are a strong team? Like, yeah, you definitely can, but like, they didn't, they haven't really gone that far in how long. That said, like, it's still, it's still worthy of note. Um, like, Montreal has done a very masterful job of like getting getting through like very very like very hairy situations and coming out on top like like nothing has ever happened. Of course, there's bad officiating throughout most of the so-called conference finals or the Stanley Cup semifinals, and yet still Montreal was able to overcome that. Vegas was powerful to the point where like they just started choking like we did in in round one, and of course now like everyone like. Everyone in Vegas is like, oh, there's never been a team that suffered more more worse than uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm like, nigga, have you heard of the Leafs? Like, are you dumb? But, like, Montreal Montreal ha- like has has somewhat earned my respect. I still I still hate this team till like my dying days, and I'm like, I'm not gonna cheer for. I'd rather I'd rather like. Dog, I'd I'd rather I'd rather eat like rotten fish than fucking cheer for the cheer for Montreal at the end of the day. Fam, I, I would almost I would almost rather cheer for the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and I can't even say that with a straight face. But why am I why am I why am I cheering for 
the, city with the Packers. Inter, the intra 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 city rival, inner city rival. Why am yes. I cheering for them? Mm-hmm. The city next door, like literally, is a hatred. It's just like no, no. Why, why would I do that? So people are just like, oh, you have to cheer for them. It's like no, I do not. No, have some pride. Don't. No, you don't. Calgary is not going to cheer for Edmonton the same way Edmonton wouldn't cheer for Calgary, okay? Exactly. Ottawa wouldn't do the same shit for us. Like, it's like this. Like, if you're a Yankees fan and you see the Red Sox in the World Series, best believe Yankees fans would rather shoot their own kids than fucking, like, cheer for the Red Sox. (laughs) Like, I will tell you. Dave. Oh, my gosh, Dave. (laughs) Why that scenario? Why that one? Okay. Uh, Dave, 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 Dave. (laughs) Dave's going to Dave, man. (laughs) I've heard some bullshit stories where it's like, yo, like I've seen videos where like Nick fans are like, yo, what would you do? What would you trade for an NBA title? I've heard Bear Mans come out of the woodwork and say like, yo, I would sell my Dukes. I would like literally cheat on my girl. I would do all oh. this, all this horrible yeah. shit, and I'm like, well, man, man, they're cheating on their girl for less, though, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yo, yeah, yo, New Yorkers are on some next level shit, man. Trust me. Yeah, but I, but I get what you mean, though. But the whole thing about the North Division being subpar and stuff, like, I don't get it. It's like the, the people who are saying that are acting as if the other divisions were NHL teams and the North Division was made up of AHL teams. Like, are yeah, these teams not? Like, are these teams not in the NHL? I don't understand. What are you guys well, talking the reason, about? The reason why they did that is they wanted to diminish the Leafs at any, like, opportunity. Yeah, of course. Because, like, it's too good to be true that the Leafs are the number one seed looking so dominant. Austin Matthews is scoring goes. And I'm like, do you think this would change if we played, like, Buffalo or Chicago or Detroit? Yeah. Like, you know, Flyers? Like, is nothing's going to change. Yeah. He would still he would still would have won the Rocket Richard Trophy. Yeah, exactly. I, I so I don't, I don't understand that, man. So. And, and and yeah, it, it doesn't discredit. And and for that aspect and that aspect alone, I'm glad uh, Montreal kind of debunked that whole foolish, you know, notion that yeah. the North Division is somehow subpar by by handily beating Vegas. They didn't like scrape by Vegas. They handily beat them. So yeah, beat yeah. them. Beat them. <laughs> so that that, that, that whole thing was, yeah. And I hope I hope if the NHL goes back to their you know, normal, normal uh, division alignment. Um, I hope this this season doesn't get remembered and be like, oh, the weak North Division. That's stupid. No, nah. mm-hmm. no, nah, that's that's just that's just trying to throw an asterisk on a situation that doesn't need an asterisk in the first place. Um, and of course, if there's any any fans out there who believe like Toronto's the Toronto Raptors NBA title a couple years ago deserves an asterisk. Double check the ring because I don't see no star pot and pine no no series or anything. Like I don't see Bro, no star on the banner. It's not a, it's not on the banner either, yeah. Exactly. It's not there. It's not there. So, I'm honestly like I'm not I'm not entertaining none of that shit, bro. It that just I honestly it just continues to fuel the fact that I'm just like, wow. The 2019 Raptors are the greatest team of all time because y'all can't stop talking about <laughs> that. Them. Is so true. <laughs> People don't talk about the 03 Lakers or the 94 and 95 Houston Rockets or even the 2011 Mavs. They don't talk about none of those teams. Just like wow, the 2019 Raptors in the social media era basically lives on everyone's minds rent free. I love For it. Real. The only other team that gets talked about more is the 2011 Miami Heat team that lost. Okay? 
or, or the or the or the uh 2016 uh Golden, Golden State, State Warriors team. went 73 yeah. and nine. But we won the damn thing, and they're trying to discredit this is the greatest championship team of all time. And I'm going to have 2008 Boston Celtics level arrogance for at least 20 years because of it. So thank you. But I'm not entertaining y'all because I'm just like, just just kiss my ring, fam. You're gonna you're gonna be talking about this well after Kawhi and them re- retire, well after Durant retires, you can be like, but 2019, oh y'all would have just like, guess what? We still won. And even if we win two or three more in the next decade, we're still going to talk about 2019 with some asterisks, and that is going to be the greatest championship of all time. Okay? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, all right. Yo, we're going with all we're going all of those vibes, man. We're going with all those vibes. Like, I don't care till like my dying day. That championship was well earned. Um, speaking of which, though, uh, of course. Not everybody on, not everybody outside of, say, the realm of Toronto, or of course the realm of being a Leafs fan, is okay with the fact that like Montreal is in a deep run right now. Of course, Leaf Damnation are trying to figure out what the hell to do, and it's like there's a lot of debate. Like we've actually been called out by a bunch of uh, ignorant ass fans for for this as well. But it's like, like what what should ha- what should happen in the off season? Because like. Me personally, I wanted to lock it down with the core four and see if we can re-sign Spezza, re-sign Simmons. Um, of course, we got attacked. We got attacked uh, saying like, okay, can we can we re-sign Simmons at least? And it's like, they're like, nah, nah, we don't want to run through the same liability again. And Dubis should be fired and this, that, and the other. It's like, oh, geez. Some, some people really like to talk out the seat of their ass. And it's just like, yo, like, are you watching hockey just for the fact that you want to be an emotional little bitch and, and make an argument? Or like, are you trying to actually state facts and say like, okay, explain why? Cause like I was on the Twitter one day and I'm like, okay, so if you run this damn team, then are, are you, or I'm like, do you work for the front office? Do you want to make, do you want to make calls? Do you want to make trades? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I haven't gotten a single response. Where the fuck you at? Where the fuck you at? Anyways. Um, I'm going a little off topic here. Um, real talk, should we should we be trading the core four at this point, or should we just hold on to them still? What's your opinion? No, no. Uh, next, no. Nah, next nah. question. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> next question. Anybody yeah, says we should. Tra- you, listen, we have three or yeah, three of the four that we have are probably three of the what top twenty players in in the league. I know Martin played like shit, but. Uh, Marner's a very, very, very good offensive player. Austin Matthews is a perennial MVP, not even all-star. Perennial MVP, Rocket Richard winner. No, that's stupid. Run it back. Every team. Listen, the 80s Oilers had year after year after year of failure. You know how many Hall of Famers are on those on those teams? And they had year, like the Montreal Canadiens, the, the New York Islanders were kicking their ass until they finally broke through. This sucks. I know it sucks, Leafs fan. Trust me, nobody's hurt more than I am. But you got to run it back. We just got to get deeper. We got to get mentally tougher, and we just have to have more grit and grind. But we're gonna make, we're gonna be all right. I feel that. I feel the that only a deal. Lot. There's only Go one ahead. deal I would consider, and it's one of the wingers for Eichel. But I don't think that that's a deal that Buffalo would be looking at because it'd be lateral at best best for them. They need a full on mm-hmm. rebuild. He doesn't want to be there. This is going to take longer than they they thought because all the guys that they drafted and tried to develop just have not worked out for them. 
So True. an Ico deal will probably be for a boatload of picks and high level prospects. So, but if there was a deal to be made, I I love Nylander. Uh, I'm I have a love hate relationship with Marner. If there was a deal to be made where either one of those two could go for Eichel, I would a hundred percent do that. But other than that, I don't think there's a deal to be made that makes this team any better. They just need to go out and win. Maybe you're going to keep retooling the bottom six. You're going to keep retooling the defensive core, and then you're going to add some goaltending this offseason. But the the core four, for the most part, did their thing until a seven-game sample size where, I mean, Tavares was also out too. So, like, you know, it, it sucks. It's unfortunate. They still had more than enough to get it done. They didn't get it done. Maybe it helps you sleep a little better at night knowing the team that they lost to is in the Stanley Cup final. And maybe it makes things look a slightly better. If they win it all, it's, hey, we, they just got hot at the right time. It wasn't our year. They caught lightning in a bottle. It's Cinderella's story. Cinderella makes it to the palace. So, uh, yeah, if there's not like an Eichel level name there, uh, there's no deal to be made. You know, I really love that Cinderella analogy and like uh... – uh, full disclosure, and just don't judge me for saying this. Like, I finally understand it properly now. So, um, like, I mean, I've heard the term through, like, Final Four tournaments and, like, what have you. But, like, I never really understood it until right this second. So, I, like, mm-hmm. if you Wait, what? The, the Cinderella story reference. Because it's like, yo, like. You I, never understood that until now? I'm, I'm, yeah. And I will openly admit that. And I apologize for that. Wow. Fully. No, I just didn't like, know that. Yeah. Like. What are the, it's like one of those uh, concepts. It's, it's a hockey. It's like one of those hockey concepts you don't understand, like standing on his head. That I understand. I didn't understand the whole Cinderella reference, and I'm just like, holy shit, this is real. Um, so um, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> you know. Um, all right. So then, if we're rolling with the core four, who should we go after in the off season? I, it, listen, as as Reese said, like I don't. There's not really much. I don't think there's anything really, really wrong with this team that needs to be addressed right away. They just need to be mentally tougher. That's it. They they can't fold. They can't crumble. And this is how you build that toughness. You gotta lose before you can win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I, there's nobody glaring like as as reset again. Unless there's somebody who like Jack Eichel, who's also one of the best players in the league. Uh, if the Leafs have a chance to get it, no matter what team you are, you you go get those type of players. But other than that, I don't. I, I can't really say like, yo, they should go get this guy. This guy will put them over the hump. Yeah, like I mean, there's like the rumors that the Leafs might be in on Matthew Kachuk. Well, what would that look like? Or inter- interested in Dougie Hamilton? What would a framework of a deal look like? Now, you're gonna let Freddie walk. You need backup goaltending. Mm-hmm. Maybe Simmons comes back, which would be nice. Maybe he doesn't, but you need to fill that role with something, a player of that type of element. Toughness can move up and down the lineup, could potentially play power play, do spot duty there, but he's your kind of the enforcer of the team, the locker room energy guy. So um, so if you don't keep Simmons there, you're looking to replace him with that type of player. It's going to be a lot of retooling and re- reshifting. Uh, I know that, the brass wants to give Nick Robertson every opportunity to win a top nine role. And maybe when the, the top guns couldn't get it done outside of Jason Spezza, I don't know any name that really stepped up. Like Nylander was our best player for sure. Um, 
But if Matthews and Marner aren't scoring and you have no JT there, you have no, your captain's not there. Well, who else could provide you any offense? Jason Spezza and Muzzin. That's about it that, that I could think of. Galchenyuk had his moments, but then he also handed away game five. So they're going to give Nick Robertson every opportunity to make this team because they're going to need extra offense throughout the lineup. Joe Thornton probably walks. Uh, she started off the well the year really well, but then you could just see that he just didn't have NHL legs anymore. He just could not keep up with the pace of the Leafs, the pace of the game, and it's just he, he couldn't make enough plays there, so he's probably going to go. Um, so it's tough. You want to you keep Galchenyuk because even with him giving up game five, he's a cheap top nine forward that actually has a little bit of sandpaper, can finish plays, got, has some good skill to him. Um, yo, quick question before you continue, though. Like, yo, would you re-sign Bogosian then? Because, like, Bogosian was actually one of our best defensemen. Absolutely. Yeah, he, yeah, of course. The problem with Bogosian, though, is he played really well in that in his role in a third pairing. I could see him as a free agent get paid. Someone's going to mm-hmm. be like, okay, in a third pairing role, penalty killer, you are amazing, and you play playoff hockey. You're a, a wonderful number five. Someone's going to – it's free agency – Someone's going to be like, well, we need a three or a four. We can pay you as such and take the chance that maybe that you don't miss a beat with more minutes. His thing is he was good in Winnipeg slash Atlanta when he was there as a top four guy, top pairing guy, actually. And then in Buffalo was kind of miscast as a top pairing guy playing a lot of tough minutes on a really bad team. So and only since then he's played number five or number six minutes with Tampa and the Leafs and has been really good. Someone's going to gamble to be like, Hey, in I'll raise your minutes, three, four minutes a night. And I'm going to pay you instead of 1 million a year, three, three and a half. Uh, you probably don't keep a Gosian at that point. You just don't have the funds. So what do you keep? What do you take the pay cut though? Is my question because like Riley has gone on record saying like, yo, I would flat out take less money just to stay in Toronto. And you kind of have to thank Tessa Virtue for that one. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Would, would, would Bogosian take the same deal is my, is, is my question. I, I don't think the emotional attachment with the Leafs and just the idea of winning would be that considered because he's already won a cup. This is probably the last multi-year contract he's going to get in his career. He's, what, early 30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Entering- like – yeah, like, like, sorry, cut you off, Reese. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. yeah, Morgan Riley is the he's my favorite player on the team. He's he was amazing. He's been, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, he was, and he's been here for so long. Like, it's a different type of connection. Bogosian doesn't have that type of connection. I hope he stays though. Sorry, Reese, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so, like, I would love to keep Bogosian. You're probably gonna lose him. Um, you know. Morgan Riley, you're going to want to keep him unless there's a trade to be made where you can get someone of his ability. And that's why the Dougie Hamilton thing has been flying around. Well, it's like a Dougie for Morgan framework deal. But my thing with trades like that is the emotional investment in Morgan Riley in Toronto is so huge that you risk if you make that trade for a player who in his own right is a fantastic defenseman. And I might, if he's healthy, I might take Dougie over Morgan Riley in the grand scheme of things, but he hasn't been healthy. And if he fucks up or has, and he's known for early in his career, those Jake Gardner type blunders, turnovers. If you do that, (laughs) trading Morgan Riley for him, and it's like a turnover leads to a bad goal. He's the type that he becomes a scapegoat, even though he's a fantastic player. 
he's, he's a wonderful player. But even Carolina fans, you know, scapegoat him. And he's a he's a legit number one defenseman. So I I think I, I really liked adding TJ Brody. If there's an opportunity, yeah, but Jake Muzzin, I love Jake Muzzin to death, but this is two straight years of the injury problem with him. And these are freak injuries that are happening to him, but he is in his 30s. He's still really good, but it's like, man, if we had Jake Muzzin for all of Columbus, we get out of there. If we have him for all of Montreal, we get out of there. And it's like, ah, uh, like there's not that many opportunities that make sense that you're going to win a deal for a lot of the question marks on this team. So you have no choice but to run it back as best as you can and then maybe start giving some of these younger guys a shot, like maybe Rasmus Sandin plays a lot next year. Maybe he's in a full-time role. I didn't like his playoffs, but I didn't like that coaching decision of taking out Travis Dermott early in the series when he's been good in that role all year for Rasmus Sandin, who's never played playoff hockey and wasn't playing that much this year. So I'd rather just with defenses, you want that continuity. And Dermott in his own right made a stupid mistake in game six that lost us in overtime. But outside of that, he's been good all year. And maybe you screw with someone's confidence when you pull them out, when they've been good, haven't done anything wrong to beat you. You just pull them out and just say, let's see what Rasmus Sandin gives us, which he didn't give you anything, but he's still a young, highly touted defensive prospect. Play him game one, play him a lot of minutes, let him develop. So come playoff time, these type of blunders in game one isn't happening. And then, you know, I, I think we just outcoached ourselves. Like it just, we did we did we did too much the recipe was there all year it worked mm -hmm. all year game one you come in you put smith in the lineup when mm -hmm. engvall's been good all year you know you you take out dermot when he's been you know good all year like just we did we did too much and it's against montreal who we slapped up all year so you're, you're gonna run it back you're gonna give it one more time you're gonna see what happens with real home ice advantage with fans it's mm -hmm. a, when it when acc's rocking come playoff time it's a little different. Maybe game one doesn't happen the way it does. Maybe game seven, the players have a lot more energy. So you're going to, you're going to run it back. You'll retool it here, here and there, the bottom of the lineup, maybe give some I'm of these young kids a chance. Listen, I'm telling you, man. And Reese, you have, um, great in depth analysis, uh, especially because of like, you know, you're, you're so knowledgeable about so many different subjects. I'll be especially. like y'all when I grow up, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. You know what? No, I would hope so because we're great, <laughs> upstanding. Yeah, you guys are amazing, bro. <laughs> um, no, but it, in in all seriousness, like that was that was a great breakdown of like you know how, um, how things really would have been different if the Leafs were able to play in front of fans. Maybe you know, I and again to your point, just like that was like really like a freak accident what happened to JT in Game One, and like you know that like, kind of deflated the team. But at the same time, they still went on to be 3-1, you know what I'm saying? But at the same but when it comes to playing in front of fans, something you need that you need that momentum, you need that energy from the fans in order to like really fuel the team. Uh as evidenced by look at look at the difference between watching NBA in the bubble and watching the NBA playoffs this year. Would we have thought that the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks would have been in the conference finals? Hell no. maybe Phoenix? Not so much yeah, it's been Hawks. a freaky year for sports these last couple of years. Like, just you, you don't know what's gonna happen. Some people you have don't fans, some don't. Injuries, sickness, mental health. People are dealing with stuff at home. There's just so many factors, and then a Montreal happens, an Atlanta Hawks happen. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. listen, 
Mm-hmm. Everything comes back down to one thing. The 2019 NBA champions, Toronto Raptors, are the greatest <laughs> team of all time. The greatest champions of all time. That's not what I said. Sir. Period. Because yes, the last, hey, it's the last, it's the last pre-COVID championship. And then after Kawhi left, there was a break. There was a glitch in the matrix, and then the entire world has been mosh up. And now look where we're at now. Fantastic <laughs> cultural oh, reset. Yo, you hit the, Mother you hit Nature's like, sir, Missy, sir. You know, I watch the sport now. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you know, I watch the Raptors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I love my Raptors, man. <laughs> we all they, they bring, they bring all me all the joy. They bring me all the joy the Leafs can never do. Even in a, <laughs> in a bad year where all went wrong with the Raptors, they gave me a top four pick. They always exactly. bring back to happiness. <laughs> They always exactly. come through. They always come through. You know what I'm saying? They always. always. <laughs> it's always a silver lining. That is true. Of course, we also still got the Blue Jays, but hopefully they can get their pitching rules in order still. Um, They're balling out, hey. though. Isn't Vlad, like, the best player in the league right now? Yo, Vlad just hit, like, his 26th home run. Like, Yo, hitting. Vlad is balling out. Yo, yeah, Vlad is balling out. Yeah, they look like Barry Bonds out there. Yo, you know what's funny? Yo. You know where Vlad was born? Where? Montreal. Yo, yeah, <laughs> that play for Expos. Yo, actually, yo, if the, if this if this actually pans out, it'd be like one of the trippiest fucking things in the world. Be like, yo, we're we're running back to 1993, where Montreal runs into a Cup final, the Jays run into the World Series, the fucking Phoenix Suns goes into the NBA Finals. And be like, yo, are we in fucking 2021 or 1993? Stop. Yeah, I, honestly, 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 Dave, I think Dave just did something, y'all. I think Yo. <laughs> yo, 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 Dave, Dave just did something. Dave just did yo, something. Crazy. Yo, I got foresight, all right? Crazy. I got ignorant foresight, but I still got foresight. <laughs> I respect the honesty. And on, and yo, and yesterday I found out that um Devin White, who is on the who is on the Blue Jays, he's my great uncle. Not Devin. It's not Devin. It's Devon. It's Devon. Devon. White. Yeah, man. I, yo, yo. I'll never forget. It's a little sidebar here. One time, when the when 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 the real jerk used to be at Queen and Broadview, right? Yo, OG spot. still there. OG still spot. there. No, 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 no. It's not, it's no. It's not still. It's not Queen and Broadview no more. It's at um. Carla. It's Carla. uh Car- Dundas and Carla, right? Not Dundas. Queen and Carla, but yeah, but it used to be at Queen and Bravo, the original location. Went in there with uh, some family friends. My one of my best friends that I grew up with, shout out to Robert and his family. Went there for a Sunday dinner, and we saw this guy, and we saw there, and then we looked up, and it was Devon White, center fielder for the Blue Jays, multiple time All Star. So shout out to Yadman Devon White. My brother also <laughs> used to go to the same barber as him, Lloyd's on Bathurst and Bloor. So shout out to Devon White, and I didn't know he was an uncle. And remember, his name is not Devin; it's Devon. Devon, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I was just, I was in my, I was in the car with, um, you know, with my stepmom, my grandfather, and my sister because she graduated from high school yesterday. Shout out to, shout out to Jada, you know, big up sister. Yeah, shout out to all them high school graduates, actually, because like, yo, my no, wife, we're shouting out to my no, sister. No, no, Thank no, no, yeah, we're shouting out to your sister, and <laughs> your sister, your sister's also a martial artist, so she can kick all of her asses if she wants. All right, right. She has her so, all right, no, fine, no, fine, no, fine, 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 f
and then yeah he's just like yeah because like my grandmother her maiden name is her maiden name was white and she had a lot of siblings and then my grandfather just mentioned like you know talking about oh yeah go see your brother who plays for the for the blue jays I'm like wait devin what devon white is my great uncle what <laughs> and then it's funny because my uh one of my cousins what because when i tweeted it out she hit me i'm just like it's like sir how did i know this before you it's like what you know this family don't talk there you know jamaicans yeah yeah, we don't talk. yeah. We, people don't, don't talk so it's just like that was that was really uh cool to have that connection and he's a coach for the buffalo bison so i'm just like Yo, make me forward, make an introduction. My that God. dude, yo, honestly, if you guys look at the highlights of so, like, look up, look up Devon White, nineteen ninety two World Series catch. That dude has so much swag. Right like, yo, that's one of the greatest World Series catches. And it, they robbed the Blue Jays of the only triple play uh, in World Series history. And that catch was the first out of that triple, that supposed triple play. They didn't call it, but it was supposed triple oh, play. Oh, it's everywhere on Google. I, I literally typed in Devon White, but spelling with an O, and then yeah. it immediately popped up World Series yep. catch. Yep. Yeah, he had one cool. of the greatest World Series catches of all time. Devon White, he was so swag. So, had so much swag, and he was one of my favorite players growing up. So shout out to you, Jordan. Shout out to your family. Oh, I'm big up to Jamaica, here. always. Always big up to Jamaica. Yes, sir. Oh, Jesus. But we kind of we kind of went off on a tangent. Now we talking about we talking about uh, uh, Stanley Cup. But anyways, continue. True. All right. So uh, speaking of which, uh, we are going to go into the tail of the tape here. Let's see how both these teams kind of ran up into the Cup final and uh, taking a taking a nice stay into Big Stanley C's house before somebody gets kicked out. Uh, first things first, we got Die France, aka Montreal. Montreal Canadiens, they are the North Division champions and the so-called Western Conference champions uh, after winning the Clarence Campbell Bowl back on Thursday, uh, defeating Vegas defeating Vegas in overtime. How they got here? Well, let's break it down. Uh, they beat up the Leaf Dem in, six ga- in seven games. Um, they swept through Winnipeg and made Winnipeg look like a, bla- look like a blasted child. Um, they eliminated the heavily favored Western Division champion Las Vegas Golden Knights in six games, and they did it handily too. I might add, with some bad officiating, a punch to the face, and like you know, just nobody, nobody was like literally counting on them to win. And honestly, I think that was very um, beneficial for Montreal because, as previously stated, they played like they didn't give a fuck. So why not just keep playing like you don't give a fuck at that point? And honestly, like all credit to the Leafs for like fucking blowing a three-one lead still, um, but I think that was kind of the reason why Montreal has kind of propelled themselves into the finals because Toronto gave them, like Toronto basically gave them a chance to go through, and they said, "Yeah, okay, fuck it, we'll take it." Man, here we go. Uh, the other team in the Cup final would be the Tampa Bay Lightning, aka the defending Stanley Cup champions. Actually, wait, the reigning, defending, undisputed Stanley Cup champions. They got through by beating their little brothers in Miami in six games. They then beat up the Hurricanes in a gentleman sweep in five games. Um, and then they ended up winning the East. Like, they ended up defeating one of the toughest divisions in the NHL, which would have been the East Division, uh, defeating the Islanders in seven games after they won one nothing this past Friday, um, winning them or thus earning themselves the title of Eastern Conference champions for the second year in a row 
and uh mans were mans were like enjoying themselves with the prince of wales trophy back on friday night so with that said we have our final two teams here uh begrudgingly speaking i do not want to talk about the fact that montreal is happily in the cup final with, uh, with them flipping over police cars and all this other shit but i digress uh boys i need your predictions on this right now like um who's going who's who who's lifting stan who's lifting big stanley c Tampa, Tampa I'm gonna need Tampa Bay. I'm gonna need Tampa Bay to do what they gotta do. Although, look, the Raptors fan in me, I'm over it. Okay, Tampa didn't happen. We got a top four pick. Don't care. It was fine. It worked out. Because when we go back to the Eastern Conference Finals next year, I don't hear shit. Um, <laughs> Tampa is free to do whatever they want. They can succeed in Emily Arena. Okay, I'm gonna need them to do so because I'm not about to. I don't follow a lot of people from Montreal, obviously. There's only, like, really, like, three. One of them is Liz. Shout out to Liz. She's, like, the only Habs fan I can actually tolerate because she's also an Eagles fan. But I don't want the Habs to win. I want the Lightning to win. Go back to back. That doesn't happen. We don't see that often. I like, you know, sports needs dynasties. So you have, like, a potential dynasty in the making, and then you have a very, very underdog story. It's going to be a great final. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that it's Tampa Bay in six games uh, and that they just, like, you know, ruin the momentum that Montreal has built. That's my that's my wish. But um, I'm not confident in those wishes because Montreal is, like, pr- playing pretty well. And um, Carey Price is an absolute beast. I would only be happy for him, as I say, rolling my eyes. I would only be happy for him to win a cup, and literally that's it. The rest of the city can go to hell. The rest of the team can go to hell. <laughs> but if they do win, then great for Carey Price, Canadian hockey hero, <laughs> legend. But I'm st- I still want the Tampa Bay Lightning to win in six games. I just want to see my guy Stamkos lift the cup on the ice, like in a playoff that he actually got to play in start to finish, you know. Everyone loves Steven Stamkos, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I hope Tampa gets it done. How I feel though, Cinderella is gonna make it to the Palace. Montreal is gonna win. It's gonna happen, and it's gonna be the biggest slap to the face for me and the rest of Leaf Dem Nation. Is just, it's gonna happen. It Montreal is gonna win the cup, and I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna throw up, but I don't want to deny destiny. I don't want to deny fate anymore. I'm Muslimine, you know. I believe in God. Shout out, shout out, my lord. Montreal is going to win, unfortunately. Darren? And I'm going to be sick. There's no logic behind it. Tampa's a better team. Kucherov back, Stamkos, everyone is good. They're a better team. Bigger, well, I faster, stronger, more skilled. I don't, know, I, I don't know if Kucherov is back. They haven't given an update on him yet. So. I think uh, he played. Uh, did, he play, did he not play game seven versus the Islanders? Did he? He played like 46 seconds and then he just dipped. Oh, yeah. and then dipped. Oh, okay, okay. So, I mean. Okay, yeah, so that's going to be an impact if he doesn't play, but they're still deep enough, and I will say this. This is the one X factor. There's been yet to be a goaltender in a playoff series this year or in any year that can go save for save with Carey Price. Vasilevsky is, like, the only one that that can. And, like, it, him and Jack Campbell – Jack Campbell was so close, and Vasilevsky is the only other guy that I can think that I'm like, okay, they got Carey Price. That's their X factor. Well – we have a 6'6 unicorn goalie who moves 
moves like he's 5'9 in that in Andre Vasile- Vasilevsky. So that's that the one that's that's been that thing like <laughs> when Carey Price is hot, he's not going to give up a goal. He's a brick wall. But that's the, the exact same thing said of Vasilevsky. So, yo, it'd be like they're, an they're Avenger, be- it'd be like an Avengers references. Be like Montreal's like we have a Carey Price, Tampa Bay. We yeah. have a Vasilevsky. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I I, I don't mind non-scoring games. You know, lo- low-scoring hockey games when it's a goaltending clinic. I don't like when it's trap hockey. Every shot is from the outside or, or from the point, you know, slow-paced game. But if it's a fast-paced game, a lot of skill, which I think it will, Tampa is battle-tested. They're going to push the pace the way that the Leafs could at those last three games because they've just done it before at the playoff level. But those games that it, it's fast, it's skilled, there's a lot of shots going on, and it's just these goaltenders making 10-bell saves, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I grew up on it. I grew up on the Ed Belfours, the Cujos, the Marty Broders. We're kind of in everyone wants to have a 1A, 1B goalie that there's not that many true franchise goaltenders. Well, this is the first series in a while that I can think of. This is this is the cream of the crop goaltending. And, and it's going to be a show. It's going to be a good time. So true. but I still think Montreal, Montreal has destiny. Uh, what's it? Flemme la bouche or Sacre Bleu. They got all of that on their side, bro. I yeah, look, look, never underestimate the the heart of a of a of a champion. So you know that was that was said by the great Rudy Tomjanovich uh, when when the Rockets repeated. So I think history, not history, but like. The strength of of just having better players is on Tampa Bay side. However, never underestimate the strength of a hot goalkeeper. Carey Price is the hottest goalkeeper right now, easily. And I haven't seen a goalie be this good for a team over a playoff run since maybe what Jonathan Quick with with uh, mm-hmm. with the Kings a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. And then, like even Patrick Waugh back in the day, uh, back ironically the last time Montreal won the Stanley Cup. So I want I want Tampa Bay to win. Um and I think a lot of, if Tampa Bay is going to win, they, they're gonna need Kucherov and they're gonna need uh Vasilevsky to play very, very, very well. I can't confidently say that they'll win though. I don't know why. I just I just have a bad feeling about it. I just I just have a bad feeling about it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Montreal in seven. Yes, <laughs> you you can't deny you can't deny destiny. I, can, I just have a bad feeling about it. Like I'm sitting here as we're speaking, like I'm online and I'm going through like the rosters and I'm going through like I don't know, man. Like Cofield's playing really really well and Suzuki and all those guys yep. and Kay Price the and Price like, gotten it together. Like yeah, man, like, I, I, play. Come on, man. I, I don't know. Man. The, the, the stars are just aligning and I. I hate yeah. I hate the fact that I'm just saying this, but I think it's mm-hmm. Montreal in seven. I, and I mm-hmm. it kills me to say that. Like I feel sick. I want to throw up. I want to throw up right now. But I, I think it's Montreal in seven. I'm, I'm right sick right now. Yo, the fact that I, I I'm gonna say this right now, and this is gonna be a Dave uh, Dave does Dave moment right here. Uh, I'm violently sick to my stomach right now about the fact that um, we have a team that basically fucked our basketball team 
over, and we got a we got a nice draft pick for it. But still, fuck Tampa Bay forever. And we have they didn't, okay, hold on, they didn't fuck us over. It was the league. Tampa Bay just stepped up and housed the mandem, so we can't even rom them. So they gave us a home. But proceed. Fair. Anyways, we got that. We got them motherfuckers. And then we have the next level of motherfuckers on the east side. Uh, Diet France, uh, Diet France, Post War Montreal, fucking Boneless Paris, however you want to call it. See, that's a a phrase that got us banned from Twitter, bro. You're not business. (laughs) (laughs) You're not fucking business. Like, anyways, um, you got these two motherfuckers, like, literally about ready to pop off at a moment's notice. Um, Some factors that come into play here, of course. On Montreal's side, is Carey Price ready to step up to the plate and finally finally show his talents on the biggest stage of them all? Because this man has had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to even get there. Of course, 2014 was uh 2014 was like no no different. Like he they basically got dismantled by by the Rangers in that series. Uh, and and uh fucking Martin St. Louis. Uh, 2015, they ran into a hot Tampa Bay team, and Tampa Bay basically just uh, just clipped them out of the um, just clipped Carey Price out of the fucking conference final. Uh, 2010, of course, Carey Price wasn't playing with Montreal back then, but that's that's a different story. Um, Carey Price has had many opportunities to like literally get to the Cup final, and now that he's here, it's like the reigning narrative that's going into things here. It's like, is he ready to be here? Because like he is undoubtedly one of the greatest goaltenders of of this of this generation and i might be speaking hyperbole here i might be talking shit here but like you know what like carry price has been that damn good over the last say however many years he's been playing like say eight eight to twelve or ten to twelve years like i don't see any other goaltenders like him uh maybe vasileski could be on point with him who knows Corey crawford maybe matt murray maybe uh, Mark Andre Fleury, like just just barely, but like I haven't seen a play, I haven't seen a goaltender like Carey Price in a very long time. Next factor with Montreal, it's like the youth movement, like fucking Cole Caulfield, uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, Arturi Lekkinen, uh, Corey. Uh, well, I can't even pronounce the two Ks, the two the Finnish two Ks. Like I can't even pronounce his name, but these are and Jake Ar- Armia. These guys have literally played like nobody's business. And these guys have proved time and time again that like Montreal deserves to be in this cup final. Will the youth movement outpace, say, Stamkos and Stamkos, Maroon, and, and the rest of the uh, the rest of the lightning? Only time will tell. Um the other thing that might be like an off-ice issue would Berger Van's red suit be via problem for Tampa Bay come elimination games. Like, I mean, obviously that's not a factor, but like Berger Van likes to just cause problems with that damn red suit. He wore it in Toronto, wore it, uh, wore it against Vegas, wore it, uh, wore it against Winnipeg. Will it be a factor? Who knows? Um, and finally, like the, the one biggest factor that like for me, like literally bothers me in Montreal. It's like, does, is anybody really giving this team a chance against Tampa Bay? Because like I'm like, I'm on Twitter right now and I'm seeing like, I've seen bare people saying like, yo, Tampa Bay will sweep Montreal. Tampa Bay will make Montreal look like a joke. And it's like, you kind of want to agree with them at the same time, though. Be ready to Mon- be disappointed. Exactly. Montreal fans going to be on our head for like the next five to ten years. Yeah, trust me. Like, they won. 
they yeah. won. Yeah. They, I haven't tweeted. Won. I haven't tweeted about hockey. Like I've I've watched the a few of the games, especially the overtime games. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't even felt the need to tweet hockey since the loss. Yeah. Uh, if it's not podcast related, just because I'm not trying to get dunked on by a Montreal fan. Like you win. Yeah. It's over. Um, on the on the flip side of things with Tampa Bay, like one factor is like can Montreal or sorry, can Tampa shut down Montreal's offense? Montreal has has been scoring left, right, and center, and like they've they've been able to create great plays in the offensive zone as well as just take like literally just take control of the neutral zone as well. And like there are no like Montreal's four lines have have not been a, have not been any 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 slouch in any of any of the series played. So it's like can Tampa Bay really step up to the challenge to take them out? Um are is Tampa Bay really capable of like stopping Montreal from like creating any headway? It, like I I'm not sure. I'm not sure at this point to be honest with you because like as good as Tampa Bay is and as Darren said before, Tampa has been battle tested. It's like you've played the New York Islanders who they've played for the second year in a row and they've pushed them to seven games. You've played a very, very young, scrappy, and very powerful Carolina Hurricanes team. And you've played, you've also played Florida. Florida, a team who beat you, it beat you in the regular season handily on numerous occasions. And yet still it took them six, it took you six games to beat, beat up your little brother and then move on. It's like, I don't know if Tampa Bay is really ready to like literally jump on this. I mean, I'd love to. Th- I'd love to. I'd love for, to see Tampa Bay just shut down Montreal's top two, uh, top two scoring lines. But we'll see. Um, should like should it really be a factor? Who knows? Um, I feel like Tampa Bay is really just underestimating underestimating Montreal a little bit just as well because. Uh, every opponent that's literally gone into Montreal's hands has literally been like, oh, okay, this will be a cakewalk. Leaf fans have said the same thing when it comes to when it comes to Winnipeg and when it comes to Vegas, and look what ended up happening. Um, I don't know if Tampa's really, really ready, really ready for this choice, or really ready for this chance here. But at at the end of the day, like I'd say, I'd say straight up. Uh, I'd still say Tampa and six, but I could be genuinely wrong. I could be genuinely wrong here. I mean, I was genuinely wrong with most of my predictions this year. So, uh, like, I mean, I thought the Leaf Dem were actually going to end up playing Vegas in the final. Look what ended up happening. I got slapped in the face pretty hard by uh, by reality. So, it is what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm still saying Tampa and six. Do with that what you will. Uh other than that, boys, um, any final thoughts on this on this on this season before before round four come true? Honestly, it's been great to kind of um, loosely, but still in a, some form of committed sense, follow along with the team. The thing for me is, it's really about what happens next year, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you have the bad taste in your mouth and shit like that. And that's like been regurgitated, um, you know, uh, sentiment for years on end. It's just a matter of like, what is going to be different next year on the pursuit of exercising the demons that are in 1967, right? 
Uh, I think that sports in general this year, and I think it's going to be even more evidence because the NFL season is going to be nuts as well. I just know that. I haven't really been following along baseball with that, but seeing that, you know, a lot of teams that are really good that a lot of people didn't really anticipate them being good um, and seeing, like, you know, the home run race um, has been, like, you know, really exciting and really entertaining, and especially, like, you know, the resurgence of swag uh, from black players in the MLB. That's been great. Um, but I think that sports has definitely hit some sort we're in some sort of like renaissance period where we're seeing the changing of the guard from the old to the new and you, and that's evidence in the nba um because you know seeing new talent um in the postseason is what really matters so it's like it's dope to see trey young it's dope to see devin booker um and you know even even uh, another year of like you know donovan mitchell and stuff like that so um it's been entertaining. It's been exciting. But as far as like, you know, the, the hockey season itself, uh, it's been such a, it's, it's been such a, uh, a weird transition going from like absolutely no fans. And then you, and then now fans coming back into the fold and then you're going to have, obviously the Stanley cup final is going to be fans all over the place. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. That's all. That's, that's pretty much what I have to say about it. It's going to be really interesting to see just, how it all plays out and the unpredictability of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's something that uh, sports fans have been really appreciative of because it's not kind of like the same old, same old going to the championship and stuff like that where there's like, you know, more genuine interest in the games that are played because there, there are new narratives. There are new players to root for. There are new teams to root for. And, the Montreal Canadiens, I mean, look, if this if this is something, if this is a series that's going to have a lot of people, like, you know, uh, focusing on hockey in ways in which they didn't before, then that's great. You know what I mean? And um, we'll see what the what the trickle effects will be if, uh, if a Canadian team finally wins the Stanley Cup again. I don't exactly know what that means because it's not like the Canadian teams themselves are going to be all of a sudden great, but... To Reese's point of what he was saying earlier, it's definitely going to light a fire in the ass of the team that resides six hours west of Montreal at at 40 Bay Street, uh, 50 Bay Street, technically. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. It's interesting, entertaining, and honestly, just looking forward to uh, to all this ending and hopefully a uh, Tampa Bay win because I'm not I'm not tolerating any kind of Montreal happiness for what they got to be outside <laughs> before Toronto. Why am I happy for them? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just been it's just been great watching the season with you guys mostly. Um, you know, paying attention to all the Leafs games, bigging up Wien, unlike Wien, <laughs> and seeing uh, the growth of the stars. It didn't work out. Uh, for us in the end, obviously, but uh, it was a pretty good season uh, given the circumstances, uh, and I'm excited for next year, uh, especially when hopefully they have fans in the building again and uh, things are back to somewhat normal. So happy for that. Yeah. I'm empty. I'm soulless, so. <laughs> Jeez. Like, 
yo, final words of Reese though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have nothing left to give. The Leafs, the Leafs drained everything out of me, bro. <sighs> um, I feel like Avery would probably enjoy enjoy our misery right now, low key. But I first have... of all, what's you gotta be mis? What's you oh, gotta yeah, be mis- enjoying anything? The team got spread. <laughs> <laughs> over there with the with all of us on the TV, even if you tried it, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What? Yo, sh- shout out to Avery and his fedora, but he can't say shit. <laughs> he can't say shit about us because he got swept with the two two of the leading scorers in the in, in the league. Like his, bro. Yeah. Period. Fam, yeah. they, had, they had Stephen A. Smith, who has never he, that man does not say a lick about hockey. This man got on ESPN <laughs> television. And slandered the Edmonton Oilers for about three minutes. Okay, I don't. He can't say nothing. He knows it too. That's why he's on the sabbatical. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my god! All up to the mandem, though. All up to the mandem. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie. This has been this has been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, it may sound like we're saying our goodbyes right now. Obviously, that ain't the case. Um, of course. No, that's not a goodbye. We still around. Oh, we still here. Oh, we still no, definitely, this, definitely. It's just we the end of the. It's just the end of the season. Yeah, it's just the end of the season, man. But yeah, no, we're just but... saying goodbye to the season and and its fuckery, right? But like no. exactly, yeah, free agency on the way, draft on the way. Yeah. You know, that's cup it. winner. Hopefully, in the meantime, I will be drinking a bottle of wine with this versus today. Bow wow, soldier boy. It's Friday. What is it? Saturday, June twenty sixth. I hope all of Leaf <laughs> Damnation can tune in. To the verses, see my guy Bow Wow get it done. That's all I'm gonna say. Facts, all facts. Um, I'd like to drop Free my promo. final thoughts before before we all dip out. Um, of course, this has been this has been so much fun, and like I'm going to be real with y'all for a hot minute here. Um, doing this podcast has actually been therapeutic for me, and, or cathartic for me, if you will. Um, of course, with what it's been going on the last year, year and a half with, um, of course, uh, of course, Black Lives Matter situation, obviously, that's been going on for a very, very long time. And only recently, only recently in the last desk in the last decade, like have have incidents between like police and black people uh, finally come to the forefront of things. And like, of course, now people are starting to take a stand on on, I guess, institutionalized racism. Uh, systemic oppression and all the other fucking bullshit that comes with it. Of course, yesterday Derek Chauvin getting twenty two and a half years shows some sort of accountability, but like it doesn't really show. It doesn't really show that like the job's done. It shows that the job still needs to be worked on. It's the same thing here in the sport of hockey. Um, there, ha- there's, there isn't really a market between let's face it, black people and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And our job here is to change that narrative and, you know, make it, make it a little more fun, make it a little more easier for us to come through. And obviously we want to keep doing that. Of course, with the extended connections that we have now with say a black girl hockey club or say some of the, some, some of the actual, some of the actual leaf fan base. It's and of course, like to to draw on say some of our partners, uh, like one of our partners, like uh, dimes and dishes, and like we love the fact that they came through for us as well. Yo, dishes and dimes, man, get it right. Or, fam. 
this isn't that. Come Excuse on, me, man. my bad. This man just gonna disrespect black women on Rihanna's internet. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, my bad. Okay. Dishes and dimes, fam. No, dishes and dimes. Shout out to all. Shout out to all the gals that want dishes and dimes. We, we, we're trying to be like them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like God. they, they are the, they are the fucking standard, man. Shout They're out to Frank. They really are. Blue really thing is all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Dishes and one dimes. of the few good rappers content. Of course. Again, we got to reiterate. Yeah, they're they're very yes. good. Yes, they're they're amazing. they're amazing actually. And you know, shout out to the queens who run or run the podcast. And you know what, like. Straight up, like we we trying to be like y'all. So, Sand, if you listening, I need twenty dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> You're not gonna give you nothing. <laughs> Yo, she ain't giving you nothing after this. Uh, anyways, <laughs> can I get serious for a moment? Um, this has been like, and I'm saying like, don't don't take don't don't get it twisted, but like this, I'm saying this with a tear in my eye right now. This has been this has been one of the best projects I've ever worked with. With like, say a good group of guys like Jordan and, and, and Reese and Darren, and of course, Avery, of course, all the interviews, all the, all the black hockey, black hockey history stuff that we're still going to be definitely working on, even though the season's done because black history is every day, not just one day or one month for that matter. Um, we're also going to be talking about say indigenous stories in hockey as well. When we get the, when we get the opportunity to do so, but I have to say straight up like the season with its ups and downs and everything, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. This has been genuinely one of the like one of the best best things I've I've done since this uh, since this pandemic started, and it's been helping me get through a lot. And it's been very therapeutic. And to do it with these four slash three slash four other individuals, it's been nothing short of like nothing short of a blessing. And you know what, like for y'all who keep listening, for y'all who keep supporting, y'all who keep liking our tweets, or y'all who keep hating on our tweets, and I will keep saying that. Um it's been it's been a very fun ride, and I want to continue this ride as best as possible. So thank you so much for for letting a brother do this. But at the same time, fuck the season entirely because it's that fucking messed up. And on that note. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, we will be back to we will be back for another episode down the road. Of course, at the end of the cup final, regardless of like regardless of who it is, we're still going to be shit talking them left, right, and center. But uh, we want to say thank you for letting us grace the space in between your head top. And until next time, uh, this is the third intermission podcast saying deuces. Let's go tap a bit. <laughs>